Hello, everyone. This is the Easy Allies podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bossman, and joining us this week, Michael Damiani. Hello. Daniel Bloodworth. Hello. And Brandon Jouts. Hello. Hello. Michael Damiani, what is your goal this week? My goal Mm -hmm. is, outside of this moment, to use a radio voice. Ooh. The entire podcast, or just no? I got at one point. I had to do an entire line delivered in some kind of radio host nice. voice, nice. kind of like when I do over there. It's going to be yeah, like DJ Damiani. Now coming up on the mic, it's <laughs> Kyle Bossman, the host Great. of ECLA's podcast. I like that. It's good. Daniel Bloodworth, what is your goal this week? Um, my goal is to find some way to reference the movie Your, which we were just Great. listening to the theme song from. I okay. No, give give everybody a little more who is not familiar with the film Your. <laughs> um, it's a, it's a 70s or 80s uh, sci-fi slash fantasy movie, very much in the vein of Conan, but then there's, yeah. Lasers. There's lasers and dinosaurs both. Great. So, yeah. So now they will know when the Your reference drops. Brandon Jones, your goal this week. To not spoil the results of the Easy Allies 2017 PlayStation Experience betting special results show. <laughs> okay. And my goal is to not have any Scrooge moments for this podcast. Oh, Been having a bunch of Scrooge moments. <laughs> They're my favorite. Yeah, so I'm going to try to keep it clean. No oh. Scrooge moments. We'll see how I do. Begin corrections music, please. Mega Man Crossover was a mobile game released only in Japan, China, and Korea. Whoa. Uh, 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 Mega Man vs. Street Fighter was something else entirely. The hardest difficulty in Mega Man 11 is Superhero. Uh, oh, we made we had a laugh about Hell's Yeah being the catchphrase for the PSP. That was the only commercial that ended with Hell's Yeah. So, like, you know, it was kind of unfair for us to assume they were all Hell's Yeah. Uh, one of them was PSP. It's like a nut you can play with outside. End correction music, please. Cool. Now, I have an addition to corrections music this week. Uh, we're bringing back a segment called Kyle Apologizes for Something. Mm-hmm. I've got two things to apologize for. Uh, when you flip a piece... How very not Scrooge of you, Kyle. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, I'm doing okay so far. When you when you flip a peace sign backwards, it means up yours in many cultures. Ooh. Yeah, so i got to apologize for that. I did, not, I did not know that. Now I do. Uh, also... Uh, German is a funny language, but all languages are funny. Yes. Uh, so it's not like German is particularly <laughs> funny. Right. One commenter pointed out that in the English language, we have the word doodle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a funny word. Yeah. Uh, so to everyone, I am sorry. <laughs> okay. Let's begin the podcast. Y'all know my favorite way to start a podcast? Game announcements. Game announcements. Got a couple? Uh, Jones, I have so many. I have so (laughs) many game announcements. Would we have, a month ago, known that we'd have more game announcements to talk about from the Game Awards than from PSX? Mm Mm-mm. Nope. Ridiculous. That's that's, that's ridiculous. Not game announcements that we care about, at least. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We got... (laughs) So basically, yes, for the format of this podcast, we're going to be talking about the Game Awards announcements first. Announcements. Announcements. And then, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, after podcast halftime, we'll cover the, the wimpy PSX announcements. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. What is that commercial? Hefty, hefty, hefty. Thank you. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. I'll say you something else. 
<laughs> what were you thinking of? Well, I was thinking of the commercial. I was thinking of a line. That wimpy deer. What is that from? So the what pref what prompts that is someone goes, Oh, I thought you meant Bambi. That wimpy deer, you're doing um sandlot. There you go. All right. Oh nice. Okay, so wow, picking it up, huh? I'm doing alphabetical order, and that lets us lead with a very interesting game announcement. Bayonetta 3 was announced at the Game Awards. That is a Switch exclusive title developed by Platinum Games. Yeah. Not much else to say about that. We don't know much else about Bayonetta 3 beside what was shown in that trailer. Which showed um, old Bayonetta? Well, I don't I don't know old Bayonetta, but she had her updo. She oh, you mean like class? Like, yeah. oh, or OG oh, Bayonetta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bayonetta 1 Hairstyle. Bayonetta. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think about her hairstyle. It's weird. She kind of like disappears at the end of the trailer. You see, There's like, this weird ghost thing. Yeah, and there's a yeah. weird ghost thing. And then a weird just three slashed into a uh, a moon. Well, they kind of do something sort of similar in the previous teaser trailers, I thought. Oh, for sure. Yeah, the teasers all have a similar vibe, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's continuing that tradition. But Mm -hmm. I think, the, I mean, besides the ghost thing Blood pointed out, I think the most interesting thing about that teaser was when she fires the the bullets and the ghost force, before you fully see it, like stops them, starts shredding them up. And it looks like some kind of like weird, like I don't know if it's like space time manipulation or whatever, because she's got witch time when she does her dodges. Yeah. And then the weird thing that happens to her, because you see her two legs, and it looks like she just like splits in half. It's yeah. this weird, unsettling animation that you have there. But I mean, interesting. It's coming. I'll tell you Good my stuff. fear. My fear is prequel. I don't want that. Oh, I don't think you're getting a prequel. Well, I go There's back to so much no. flashbacks. Maybe what's up? Maybe flashbacks. Maybe it'll bounce all over the place. They, sure, they've done all that. They do do flashbacks a lot in Bayonetta. I feel like they. I, f- I feel like yeah. they covered all the bases you would cover in a prequel. Yeah, we're going forward, baby. Okay, I hope so. The future. So she just decides I'm done with short hair again. I'm going back to that one costume I wore a while ago. It's okay to change up your yeah, your, I mean, your hairstyle every now and then. <laughs> you go back to an old one. That's fine. Okay, that's fair. Maybe it's a seasonal thing. Yeah, yeah. She still has enough hair to summon like towering monsters. Yes, still enough hair to summon the towering monsters and butterflies. Uh, last thing I want to talk about with this is that also with that announcement or before that announcement, much to Jones's chagrin, uh, <laughs> Bayonetta one and two as a collection, basically Bayonetta two and one is included as a digital download, uh, coming to switch February 16th for, and maybe this isn't confirmed, but this is the Amazon pre-order 60 bucks for the both. Yes. That seems right. That seems okay. That's, I mean, I'd make it forty. That seems a lot to me. Is that the? the That's kind of a Nintendo thing, though. Yeah, you're right. Like they, they don't really drop the prices. Um, and yeah, so that's basically what they did with Bayonetta two on the Wii U. Yes, right. Same thing. Uh, where you bought Bayonetta two and then Bayonetta one was included as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, basically same packaging and everything. It's, I mean, it's a good thing. Bayonetta two. Probably didn't get the the sales it deserved on the Wii U. Is it going to get the sales it oh, deserves on the Switch? <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, yes, it is. At sixty dollars, you think it's going to? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Then together, of course they will. Okay. Bayonetta. I mean, I forget what the Steam numbers did because I, I think it sold pretty well on it Steam. Did. Yeah, it did. Uh, I my gut says that it will out Bayonetta ones because you got it's included with it. Yes. So Bayonetta two one package sales will probably outdo. The Steam sale. They'll be the best-selling version of Bayonetta 1 and 2. Wow. I mean, 2 is not saying much because of the Wii U, but watch 1. 
But, you know, people argue, hey, it was included. It was a package. Not really. doesn't really count. Yeah, I mean, you're really who, only going to be tracking sales yeah. for two. But who cares? You're getting getting Bayonetta 1 and 2 on the Switch, playing it on the go. It's good stuff. And Bayonetta 2 is a great game. So now it people is, actually yeah. people actually finally will play it. Mm-hmm. Platinum will get the sales they deserve for that game. And it's just going to make everyone really excited for, for Bayonetta 3, which will probably sell really well, too. Jones, were you surprised to see Nintendo continue to support Bayonetta? No, I, I think I think that was always just a question for me whether that was going to happen or not, but I didn't think that was a long shot. I think yeah. that was something that, right. that they got a, a lot of good credit for. And I think we're seeing Nintendo doubling down on things they are getting good vibes for. Like, they're they're, they're listening to feedback, and when people say, yeah, I, I liked that, um, I think they're, they're acting upon those things. Not so, so much the other way around. They don't necessarily adjust when oh, people don't like something. Correct. <laughs> but when some people do like something, they're like, oh, yeah, we'll give you more of that. Okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> Fair point, Blood. <laughs> I think the main question is how long since this announcement do we actually get Bayonetta 3? Like, when is that actually going to happen? So yeah. if, we, if that game doesn't happen for another three years, I think it was probably premature. I don't think it would be three years, announce, but, it, but I don't think it would be this uh, 2018 from, yeah, just seeing a teaser. Why do the re-releases, though, if, not, if it isn't close? Yeah. I think the re-releases, you got like six to eight months to get yeah. that good feedback from the community to, to uh, contribute to sales. Otherwise, of, of it three. starts cooling but, again, right? But I, I'd, yeah. be, I'd be surprised if we get three in 2018, but who knows? Probably no more after we see that January Direct and know a little bit more about Nintendo's mm. like lineup for yes. 2018. Uh, K-N-O-W oh. more. Oh. Yeah. It'll... They will... Because well, you said probably no more, and I'm like, what are you talking about, Damiani? Even, I we'll yeah. probably know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we'll know their their lineup strategy. In yeah. February might be yeah. a month where they need. They're like, oh, we weren't, we didn't really have much in that month. So, oh, Bayonetta one and two makes sense yeah. to put it out here. Yeah, uh, I mean, it is true that like Nintendo is largely mystery land right now. Yes. Twenty eighteen is like okay, we've we've heard of a couple of games that are coming. We have no idea when those games are going to be. But uh, yeah. okay, so Bayonetta is now February. What is the January game? I feel like we should know that. That we might know that. I mean, I don't know if there is one. There, there's no one confirmed. It's the people I think are maybe assuming that Yoshi or no. uh, Kirby game would be the one that would fit into January. I bet Kirby will be ready soon. That so, one actually has oh, a Lost Sphere. It's not exclusive, but that's coming January, right? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. If we're going with that, then that's in there. But like first yeah, party was, development, Nintendo. Party, yeah. yeah. I, I think people are leaning towards Yoshi or Kirby will be the one that'll fill in that in or. Yeah, we'll see. January Direct. Yep. We haven't talked about it on this podcast, but uh, some marketing documents re- leaked for uh, Faye and A Way Out. Uh, mm. These these s- stated, it had a timeline, much like that uh, Rabbids one did. And in that timeline, it says, uh, in the January Direct, we're going to be talking about Faye. So uh, we know there's a January Direct, and we know that Faye will be part of it. Okay, uh, moving on. A game called Fade to Silence. Now, this is from Black Forest Games. THQ Nordic is the one publishing this. Uh, This is an RPG by their own uh, uh, phrasing, but it's a survival game, basically, in the snow. But there are eldritch monsters. Had to look up what eldritch means. Mm -hmm. Because I've been hearing Ian say eldritch blast all this time, and I just figured it was like a and d word. But now I know it's an actual word. Uh, Basically, and in this game, you uh, decide who joins like there's npcs and you can decide who joins your refuge and who doesn't basically and so it's about trusting others in this wilderness of of snowy craziness but also 
uh, horrific monsters. Interesting. Yeah. So there, there. I mean, there could be consequences then if you let in the wrong people. Yes. Like someone mm-hmm. could just like raid all your stuff and leave, and the next day you're like, where'd all your supplies go? And it's about resources too. Everybody's got to eat. Sure. So, yeah. Oh, so you can't even if you want to, you can't bring in probably not too yeah. many people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Jones, you look pumped on this. I'm stoked. Yeah. This is. I mean, you know, building survival, the nature. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Yeah. The spooky looking shadow monsters. There's just a lot that speaks to me in this. I was surprised to see so much gameplay, having not even heard about anything about this game. Them coming out and showing a lot of the stuff in engine, showing um kind of how the building works, and uh, yeah, I, this would have something I would have been pleased with just kind of a a, a concept video. But it was nice to, to see so much of it. Well, yeah. So I'm very intrigued. What's interesting is that the game, uh, December 14th, starts in early access. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, what, two days from now? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, that was a, a really quick uh, announcement turnaround to release. Well, early access. I don't know if that counts as release. But, yeah, it's mm-hmm. playable soon. Cool. Uh Next up, well, do I count this as an F? Let's do it anyway. From Software's new game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. So let's describe what we saw in the, at the end of the pre-show at the Game Awards. We saw something with a bone and a coil of rope that was attached to some kind of rotating, uh, I don't know, drill-like device. It was, uh, yeah. And then behind it... Was the rope nice and clean? No, the rope was covered in blood. Oh, you, you, they, uh, that looked like flesh to me. That it looked like looked that like, looked like muscular musculature. No, right? I, I, it really looked like tissue, like rope to me. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, like, it basically looked kind of like uh, like a winch, kind of you know, like mm-hmm. on the front of a truck in a way. Um, yes, I hear you actually. Yeah, but then people say that's how actual bones work. Okay, is that tendons are just twisting on the inside, and that's how we're able to twisting. I don't know about twisting. Okay, but. Uh, um, yeah, and then behind it there was like a scroll with like a bunch of uh, Japanese writing, and uh, and there's yeah definitely more Japanese style music, traditional Japanese music. Do we know what this game is? Nope. And there and a tagline: "Shadows died twice." Yes. Yes. Which I think led a lot of people to say, "Oh, Bloodborne." Twice. Well, also right. A lot of people right? will say Shadow Tower, which is a game that nobody actually seems to know anything about. Yeah. But is but, that from software? Shadow Tower. Yeah. Okay. But that could be a stretch as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other suggestion has been Tenchu, but Tenchu having the bones and blood and everything doesn't seem right. to be a match either. But there were supernatural elements to, to the Tenchu games. And what they were saying is that uh, Riki Maru, the, character, the main character from most of the Tenchu games, uh, died in the franchise. I'm not totally caught up on Tenchu lore. Yeah. Um, and the word shadow has appeared in um, yeah. at, at least one Tenchu game. Oh, so subtitle. that's why, you, Jones, it's not Tenchu, and dude. So, I mean, that, yeah, again, I don't know what it is. I mean, I'm, not <laughs> oh. putting, I'm not putting my eggs in that basket, but yeah. it is kind of fun to speculate. There was a, there's a crazy theory thread on, on, on Reset Era about how they think it's Bloodborne 2. This crazy analysis about it. Sure. But I think the as crazy as it is and well thought out it is, the problem ultimately falls upon it. Bloodborne would have to be Sony exclusive. 
and there was no mention of exclusivity in that trailer anywhere. Right. And having no it premiere marks. at the and having it premiere at the the Game Awards versus mm. their own event yeah. is very unlike Sony to do something like that yeah. without a, the, a, a, without a the branding. Sony logo of yeah. some kind. Yeah. That's the biggest yeah. argument apparently from just like a logistical standpoint is against Bloodborne 2. Yeah. Is that Sony w- there would have been more some branding on it somewhere. Uh, I just realized I should be open about a conflict of my own where I, I was, you know, intimately involved with the Game Awards. And so I knew some of these things coming in. Uh, this one, this From Software game, had no clue about. It was in the rundown as a code name. Keely, for this one in particular, was hyping it up all week but would not even hint at what it was. Uh, so I still have no idea what this actually is. I'm not playing a game right now. I have no idea what that game is. That's uh, at, at PSX when I got to the show floor. Uh-huh. First person I ran into after I got my badge yep. was Mr. Jeff Keeley. Really? Nice. Wow. And the first okay. question he asked me, he goes, what do you think that from software game <laughs> is? Yeah. Two trolls meet each other yeah. coming through the ride. <laughs> <laughs> Troll dominance. Okay, another game announced at the Game Awards. This one was actually, I had to look it up. It was actually announced earlier, but just as a title. But this was the reveal of it, so we can still call it an announcement. GTFO. Don't know oh, what it, yeah. I don't know what it stands for. Uh, that's a game from a studio called Ten Chambers. Uh, Ulf Anderson is is uh, the the head of that studio. Uh, payday designer is that uh, that person's pedigree. Uh, four player horror co op shooter. Is Some what scenes look like alien. Yes, aliens esque. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a bit of that to it, but then the monsters seem a little bit more just like zombieish. Sure. Yeah. What are we feeling about that? Kind of like the thing vibe, though. They they definitely yeah. seem you know they're 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 human ish in that they have like two legs and appendages, but kind of like I did get a little bit of like a Dead Space vibe or mm-hmm. a, like almost like a Silent Hill thing from them, where I wonder if they're like so far gone or maybe some kind of like creation that, that that somebody made. One thing that I really appreciate about this trailer that goes a long way with me is a lot of games will show off a uh, case in point. There's something you will talk about later where they, they show a, a character moving in first person. And this is clearly captured in engine, but no one is playing this. No okay. one's controlling. No one is moving a mouse and keyboard or moving a video game controller and capturing the movement of this character. And then using that for the trailer, they have programmed it ahead of time. So you're seeing movement and head movement and body movement that is just impossible. Like, that's so buttery smooth because they want it to look its best. Yeah. And at the very end of the GTFO trailer, one of the guys gets away from the team and runs away and is very clearly playing that game. Like, that very is just the movement and the way the head is tracking. Yeah. Uh, it, it looked like somebody playing that game. And they mentioned after the fact, when they came up to talk to Jeff, we recorded this. This is all gameplay that you were seeing. Not all in-game, ga- in but just using the engine. But this was us playing the game, capturing this footage for for, uh, for the trailer, and it's an so, interesting point to bring up. Yeah, yeah, that just that goes a long way with me. I know it can be tough to 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 do that to sell your game because it doesn't. Again, it's not as smooth as you might want. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, I, I get like For Honor and Evolve vibes from this. I, I what think about this Left is something. Um, Left for Dead was a, a big phenomenon, though. I think that was a game that a lot of people came back to. But we're past it, you think? I don't know. I, yeah, I, I wonder if this is something like a Rainbow Six, which is going to have a nice big launch and be exciting, and then just kind of not. Rainbow Six certainly hasn't faded away, but like is going to have have to find its own real dedicated community to stick around and really like celebrate those updates. Rainbow Six is going up, baby. It's trending. It is. Up. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, it's, it's had a tremendous like track year record. Three, yeah. 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 Um, but 
uh, I think that is an exception. Like, I don't think we're, uh, yeah, I don't think we're having that conversation about Evolve. So, um, you know, with, no, Rainbow's, with, with, with it adding the horror element and really trying to play up how mm. terrifying it is, if I'm playing, the, like, the 80th match, it's like, is it really scary for me anymore? Am I really, like, spooked about these things? Or okay. um, how good is that co-op? Like, how much freedom do we have and how difficult are the choices we have to make? Aside from just, uh, you know, more firepower. Fair enough. Uh, another new game announcement. In the Valley of Gods, this is the new game from Campo Santo, who just uh, made Firewatch. Uh, basically, this game is about two uh, documentary filmmakers who are in uh, Egypt in the late 20s, uh, and they're just making a movie. And so there's nothing uh, supernatural hinted yet. Uh, basically, the idea is just rummaging through temples in a time where uh, making documentaries like isn't uh, a thing yet it's it's like uh, a burgeoning uh, art form and so you can kind of like knock things over and you can be bad about archaeology uh at that time i mean it looked really cool it was definitely it was probably the most uh unique game that was announced i think at the at the game awards and uh i liked i liked the visual style of the game i liked that it was basically you're going to, from what they showed, you can just go around and basically, like, mess around with the, like, not just mess around and explore to try and get the best shots possible. Like, it looked like there's some, like, the kind of the only point of tension was maybe, like, time. Like, they were going for that shot with the daylight and everything, yeah, like, yeah. going through that, mm-hmm. like, that, 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 that structure at the right time, almost Indiana Jones style. Mm-hmm. So, other than, yeah, no hinted supernatural, no, like, no mummies or anything like that. If that's not in the game, it seems like that might be it. Like, oh, you get the perfect shot for this. Otherwise, maybe you have to wait the next day or you you, you miss out on it entirely. So, I mean, it's a unique concept. Like, that's not a, your traditional kind of, like, gameplay hook there. So, yeah. nice to see something like that. I, would, I still remember there being a bit of mystery at the launch of uh, the announcement of Firewatch. I think in yeah. that initial trailer, there was still talk of... I, so, I saw someone out here. Yeah. Do you know who that is? And uh-huh. like, no, I think there's somebody out here out there with you. I remember that trailer. So, yeah. oh, okay, so like that feeling of isolation that like we're we're just alone and we have this this voice. And I, I, I like that it is a a step up from Firewatch that the characters that you communicated with in that game or the characters that were present in that game story, um, you never actually had a moment with another walking, talking person. Yeah. Uh, they were always just on radio or referenced elsewhere. Uh, and so it's nice for them to, to up that, you know, I think, in a very clear way to show, like, Campo Santo, like, we're, this is a step up from the thing we did before. Um, but at the same time, yeah, it was, I was surprised when it ended. That was, a, I mean, a gorgeous uh, shot, really interesting premise. But at the end, I was like, oh, the sun's coming up. Is it going to hit that thing in a Raiders of Lost Ark kind of way and make a, something happen? And then title i was like yeah. oh, okay i'm so looking re- for one other little tidbit of story there i read a lot on their own website it kind of sounds like they really don't want to do like a supernatural thing but it's just it a mystery like- yeah it doesn't have to be supernatural but just kind of like maybe some, some antagonist out there yeah, another sure. archaeologist out there for other yeah, means or i mean firewatch wasn't really you know like it wasn't just about being you know in that job you know sure. like there is a whole other story arc of things going on so yeah i feel like this is just sort of the the backdrop as to whatever the real game is going to be about. Yes, because also it was very clear in this write-up that uh, it's early. They said years out, mm-hmm. and sure. that they're they're still exploring. They're still figuring out what the game is, and so yeah, it's a very early trailer. I really liked the song choice. I think that was like a that mm-hmm. was good for it. Um, that's cool. The next game we're talking about is 
Soul Calibur 6. Yeah. Now, we talked about Soul Calibur 6, I think, many times on this podcast leading up. We weren't totally surprised by the game's existence, but let me give you some details about it. Uh, it's coming in 2018. It's using Unreal Engine. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming to PS, PC, PS4, Xbox One, and uh, basically we saw Sofita and uh, Mitsurugi and... Sofitia? Or so... Hita. Sofita. There is Sophia. an IA at the end of that, I believe. It's like Sophia or something. Is it Sophia, really? Yeah, I think okay. so. Okay, all right. I'll take your word for it. Uh, and basically, it's like almost a reboot. They're wearing old costumes, and it like takes place, I think, just right after Soul Calibur, or at the time Soul Calibur won. Mm. Yeah. That's what we know about that game. Oh, and there are supers. You, like, you have the ultra... Yeah, I noticed attacks. that, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, I just thought the way that they brought it out was really, really nice. Like, just to kind of show that, like, yeah, like, the the passing of the torch uh, from one director to the other, essentially. Sure. With uh, uh, Har- uh, Harada-san of uh, Tekken. Yeah. So, like, they had both worked on Tekken, and then this guy is going to be, uh, I forget the other guy's name, um, but um, he's going to be leading uh, Soul Calibur. Yeah, you're right. It was a kind of cool presentation, too. Do your soul still burn? Yeah. Uh, and Harada was in... Like, the fanciest garb. The fanciest Japanese garb. It was so cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it was a cool announcement. I think... I, I guess what I want to ask the panel. Damiani, I'm going to make you feel this one. Can you announce a fighting game with only two characters? Whew. I mean, apparently you can with, with this announcement. But I think you're asking, is this... Is that really the best idea? Is that, is yeah. that enough to get someone excited about it? Yes. Um, I, I think it's been enough time since Soul Calibur Five yeah. that... People, the, at least the fans, were wondering when they were going to get the next Soul Calibur. As you said, this isn't the first time we've brought it up. This has been like heavily rumored for, yeah. for some time now. So finally get that confirmation. Getting the confirmation that it, it, it is in the same style as basically Soul Calibur 1. You said the, the outfits could possibly be like running alongside the same time period. So And showing two classic characters... Um, and then showing the environments, like how good it looks. I think it's good for, it's a good thing to do in this fact that you can compare it directly to OG Soul Calibur 1 now. Maybe look at some, like the environment that looks close to that. Look at those two characters, Soul Calibur 1 and 6, and be like, whoa, like look how, how far it has come. But also, I think it's more of like a play to be more familiar and safe after the kind of like the not so great reaction to Soul Calibur 5. Yeah. It's like, hey, we 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 get it. We kind of know we didn't do the best with that one. Mm-hmm. So this is just a it's kind of like a confidence play for for Bandai Namco to the Soul Calibur fans and to the fighting game community at large. That especially that opening you talked about with Harada, uh, Harada basically explaining that, uh, and the, and they they basically talked about, hey, we did a lot for Tekken Seven. We learned a lot of lessons from Tekken Seven. We're taking those lessons. At two heart and going into Soul Calibur six with that in mind, yeah, to make an even better fighting game. So I think it's gonna work. They, yeah. yeah, they said a lot of the right things, and what they showed off, I think, is good enough. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it'll be too long to see more. I think they just wanted to get that announcement out of there because it yeah. was leaking. <laughs> it was yeah. starting to leak pretty heavily. So uh, it's like, yeah, we got to do this. And I should say, I guess the question isn't totally fair because the trailer ends with a tease of a third character mm-hmm. who we're not familiar with actually. So that's mm-hmm. kind of interesting. The next game I want to talk about is Vacation Simulator. Sure. Uh, This comes to us from Alchemy Labs, who made Job Simulator, of course. Uh, We'll be coming to Vive Oculus PSVR in 2018. And this is basically, it's Job Simulator, but you're on vacation. 
I think this is a fun trailer. Yeah. I think this trailer was fun for people who haven't played the first game. Uh, obviously, comments uh, on some of the things you were doing. Uh, uh, if you had played the first game, you can kind of see, um, wow, there's a, actually a big kind of environment that like maybe instead of just completely moving to different environments from the first game where if you if you pick the job that you're in an office or you pick the job that you're in a mechanic, you can't like see the office from the place where you're a mechanic. Yeah. But it looks like in this, they, they might kind of have a more realized full environment. Uh, maybe it's not just divided with a, a very short selection of jobs, but maybe you spend less time in each activity but there's more activities to engage in and maybe you can kind of get a sense of the bigger world and maybe some of the characters maybe like some of the characters cross over between some of the areas but I, I like them all yelling at you, you they're kind of looking around especially VR you know like seeing all these people around you loved the burger at the end being like, it's coming simulator? out next year maybe I don't know did you play Job Simulator? many times yeah oh okay it. cool yeah, okay. Yeah, very entertaining game and, yeah. a, and a great game to introduce people to, to VR with because there's no there's no wrong way to play Job Simulator and it's so, a top 5 VR game right we can easily say that like that's, that's a good one Sure, I don't know. I don't have enough experience with VR to say it's one of the best. Yeah, but it's definitely if you are new to VR, if you yeah. picked up an Oculus Survive and you're like, oh, I want to show it to my parents. Your parents will, I guarantee you, will have a good time playing that game. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's. Uh, well, I think one of the keys there too is it. It's them recognizing like the success of that, and, bet, and also recognizing like, what well, we shouldn't just make more jobs. Like that's not gonna be oh, that yeah. interesting mm-hmm. or exciting. Like mm-hmm. let's not just job simulator two. Excel yeah, or yeah. two or whatever. And it's like okay, here's some other jobs. It's like it kind of puts a twist on it to uh, do vacation simulator and just you know change change up the whole feel and vibe of it. I wonder if they'll. I mean, the the original game, the concept is you're in the future. Uh, humans are long gone. These AI have museums where you as an AI can experience what it was like for humans to have jobs. And I wonder if they'll like go deeper into that weird lore because <laughs> it's some weird stuff in there. Uh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I think it's just a fun playground to play in. Uh, What's up, Jones? I, there was a VR game. I believe that was announced at the Game Awards with A in the title. Accounting Plus. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's a plus. It's an expansion, so I didn't really put it in the game announcements. Oh, okay, cool. Did you want to talk about it? Nope, moving on. Okay. <laughs> just want to make sure you didn't sure skip that. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, Witchfire. Yeah. Because I think the other game Jones was uh, talking about. So this is from the astronauts who made Vanishing of Ethan Carter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is on Unreal Engine. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I loved this trailer. Oh, like, this so, might have been my favorite. So take somebody through this trailer who's not seen this trailer. Take us through it. So uh, in the trailer, we, we, we walk into a very spooky-looking environment. Uh, mm-hmm. We begin in the forest, I believe, and then we, we clear the forest, and we are at a... Uh, the, a ruined structure of a house or a mansion or ruins or some kind of cathedral. Okay. And it feels like what some people would call a walking simulator. Other people would call a, a first-person adventure game. Mm-hmm. But it looks like a, a slow-paced game. looks like really just breathe in this environment and wonder what clues are there, what happened in this house. Yeah. And so it's not only can you tell that just by looking at the game, the, the music and everything, the trailer is completely leading you in that direction. And then the title comes up and says, from the creators of Ethan Carter, of The Vanishing yeah. of Ethan Carter. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's... Uh, not only uh, a smart play for that trailer, but I think that's very common for the Game Awards. I think we've seen a trend from the announcements released at the Game Awards that we have things like Tacoma, or you know, we have these these big t- independent teams that achieve a lot of notoriety that release a very popular game and then just vanish off the face of the earth. We have no idea what they're doing. And it seems like Game Awards is a good opportunity for them to come back, especially if their uh, if their game is going to be on multiple consoles. And so seeing that and seeing Vanishing Ethan Carter, you could hear like in live at the Game Awards the murmur, "Ooh, the Ethan Carter, yeah, I really like that game." Right? Nobody people. 
people don't talk about. Oh, that you because like, you were there at the yeah, show. Yeah, it was, yeah. Like, it was yeah, like a couple okay. years ago, and I've been wondering what the team's been up to. Yeah, and then uh, I can't remember what it was, but something like in front of you, some monster like pops its head up, mm-hmm. and they bring in another title that says, "We also made Painkiller," and I can't. What was the other one? Uh, Bullet Storm. And Bullet Storm, <laughs> and then goes straight into classic Twitch-based mouse and keyboard, uh, just lots of rockets and big, you know, um, throwing metal objects and stuff like that. Shooting monsters. And, which is funny because I did not play Bulletstorm, but I did play Painkiller back in the day uh, and loved Painkiller. Um, but, um, yeah, just, the, just these games where you have a very large environment and just, just waves and waves of just giant monsters attacking you and just re- huge guns. Um, and so it looked like... Uh, a game like that, but for this current gen that we're in, which with environments it might look a little prettier than some of those games have had in the past. Yeah, I love Jones. You're right. It was just a, like so a playful, and really fun. way to do the yeah. really great way to present that game in a short amount of time too. Yep. I think it was only like a little minute and a half, maybe that trailer, yeah. as most are during the game awards. Uh, did I have a date on that? No, I don't. So yeah, well, it'll come when it comes. But yeah, it was cool. Cool trailer, cool moment. That's the kind of thing. That's the kind of thing I like for a live show. Yeah. Because people are watching that all live together. Everyone was clueless together. That's so fun. It's such a fun thing to say for live. Uh, if you can, do it. Uh, ooh, finally. Um, I don't know if this is the highlight, but this is the last one. World War Z. Oh, sure. This is coming to PC, PS4, Xbox One. This is from Saber Interactive, uh, who are currently making Quake Champions, made NBA Playgrounds last year. Or was that okay. even Ooh. was that this year? I think that was this year. Yeah, it was this year. We streamed that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, this is four-player co-op. Uh, let me just read their blurb. With unique survivor stories and missions around the globe, including New York, Moscow, and Jerusalem, use traps, barriers, and the environment strategically to stay alive while unleashing a storm of firepower with a variety of weapons on the unrelenting hordes of the undead. I copied and pasted that because, like, I grabbed nothing from that trailer. That was it's a bad like, trailer. It was like zombies, right? right? That it was, was just like bad. Yeah, you can't make you can't snark about the zombie apocalypse anymore. You're, yes, it's, we're done. Like, mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean you can't make games. Fortnite has zombies in it. I've loved that this year, but that has has a really fun, playful attitude to it. And just like you know, if you're you have a zombie game, and you're like, oh, I just thought of a fun slogan for a zombie game. I don't care. It's such a tired <laughs> genre. It doesn't matter how catchy your slogan but is. Everybody or how loves fun World your War Z. Is. We love the graphic novels. We love the movie. Uh, the graphic sequel. novels? What are you talking about? World War Z, that's graphic novels, right? You thinking Walking Dead, maybe? No. They no. made World War Z books. graphic novels? Is it books? It is a one book. Oh, it's okay. a book it a uh, written by book. Max Brooks, uh, the son oh. of Albert Brooks. Uh, and uh, is... Well uh, done, Jones. The, the book is fantastic. And actually, one thing that I think I'm getting a little too excited about from that trailer that I was very curious when I saw the film and then saw the movie and was like, nope, they didn't do it. Oh. Which, uh, what's great about that book, and I highly recommend anybody to get out there and read World War Z if you're a fan of the zombie genre, is that... Uh, it's, it takes place after the fact. The war happened. We won. So you're, you're going around and talking to all the survivors of this zombie war. Oh, cool. And so uh, these, the, each of these individual people are telling these crazy stories. You have like a doctor, a medic, a soldier, mm-hmm. somebody that was was taking people out of a war-torn country and trying to get away from a zombie apocalypse. Like uh, there's there's one chapter where ladies like up in, the, uh, in northern Canada where all the zombies have frozen. So she's literally walking on the ice and you can just see hands like sh- like shaking and trying to grab coming up out of the ice. And so just all these different perspectives were fascinating because like they didn't you didn't lean on one. One wasn't the whole narrative. It was just the collection. A guy going through tunnels in water who had who was like in a big like Bioshock style mm-hmm. outfit clearing out areas that would have Jones. zombies just hanging on to him for hours. And he's like, I didn't know because they can't eat me. So I, I like I have a zombie arm on my shoulder for like two hours. I didn't realize it. I love you describing this so visually. And yeah. It's a book you read. That's pretty and cool. hearing it from the you know 
it's one yeah. thing to like see a soldier, but another thing yeah. for them to talk about like after the battle and how it's crazy because soldiers are trained to shoot in the chest and then they completely had to relearn. No, I got to shoot in the head now, which is a much more dangerous place to aim because it's mm-hmm. always moving. And um, and then you saw the movie and it's like this is Brad Pitt. And I was like, oh come on! Like <laughs> it's so frustrating not to bring in all of these people. The yeah. audiobook is actually really good too because uh, um, you know, Max Brooks had through his father had access to a bunch of great old actors. Great. Carl Reiner, I think, uh, does one of the voices. And in the trailer, long story short, for World War Z, the game, you hear a lot of voices that talk about their different experiences, men, women, young, old. And so I was like, ooh, this is neat. I wonder if we'll get their perspective. But the way you describe it, it's like, no, it's just, <laughs> it's just yeah. a co-op. Mm-hmm. Yeah, co-op game with zombies. Game. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, maybe like like Left 4 Dead, it'll be different scenarios. That could be a case. It's so late after the movie, too, and the movie was not that great. And so, yeah, hard, well, hard road to climb, I think, for that game. Absolutely. They're, they're making a sequel. To World War Z? Not surprised, yeah. Is they the author or is they the, the, the film? Film, I would imagine, yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. We just talked about nine game, nine game announcements. Mm-hmm. And we, we didn't do one thing. We did not rank <laughs> the <laughs> significance. <laughs> oh, no. The okay. groans. We the got title. nine games. <laughs> we right. must rank the significance okay. of these nine game announcements. Do you want me to read through them one more time? <laughs> yeah. Okay. From alphabetical order, Bayonetta 3, Fade to Silence, From Software's new game, GTFO, In the Valley of the Gods, Soul Calibur 6, Vacation Simulator, Witchfire, and World War Z. World War Z on the bottom. And on the very bottom? Very, very bottom. Yeah. Wow. Okay. What was the, not the last one, but the second to last one that you said? Vacation Simulator? Uh, Witchfire. Yeah, Witchfire was fun. A vacation Simulator was second, or was it yeah, next? I might put that above that. I mean, From Software is the number one. Number one, no yeah. question. Yeah. That's the most significant game announcement? That oh, wasn't yeah. in the game announcement. Yeah, it was. Yeah, no, it was. we, we don't know what, what the game was. That's the beginning of that campaign. We don't have a title. We, it's a game that is, oh. That's going to be a part of so many conversations. Oh. A year from now, we're going to be looking back and be like, yeah, yeah, no, that was, that's that what we, we saw that, yeah, we saw that at E3. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, no, we saw the Game Awards, remember? It's like, no, we didn't. Like, yeah, remember that weird screw bloody rope thing? And like, oh, yeah, like, we're going to. That's a good thing? That's that's significant? Yeah. We know it exists, man. Okay. All right. I'll give it number one. Yeah. If you say so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'd probably Soul Calibur 2 and then Bayonetta 3. Ouch to Bayonetta when Bayonetta I would say, 2 was so highly reviewed. Just because of the leaks, I would maybe potentially put Bayonetta 3 on top. Didn't Bayonetta leak. 3 at 2. Yeah, that was not even hinted at really, was well, it? Well, there's the hints at plat- a Platinum game. You're right, and actually yeah. they like tweeted images of yeah. themselves with Switches. It was just, we didn't know, but I, mean, I think most rational people would think it was something to do with Bayonetta. Okay. Just because it's their... M- and not Wonderful 101. One yeah, more yeah, than Wonderful 101. Yeah, yeah. I know that not, it's not a knock against Wonderful 101's quality. It's just Bayonetta is the more recognizable one, the sure. one that probably would do better. So wait, where, where's Bayonetta? So is Bayonetta 3 after Soul Calibur 6? Bayonetta really? 3, 3. Okay. All right. Where's In the Valley of Gods? <sighs> probably above Witchfire, because I think... Hmm. Kind of cur- uh, curious about seeing that game come together. Where having played Firewatch, I think I know exactly what to expect from In the Valley of Gods, and I think it's going to be great. You know exactly what to expect from In from the what Valley I've of seen Gods. so far. You know, okay. it's like that. That it's not. That I'm sure they'll have more surprises, but it is in the vein of something that they want to take the experience that I was familiar with with Firewatch and improve upon it, and not like, whoa, look, look at what weird direction they're going in. Sure. Um, I felt comforted by that announcement. Like, yeah, the yes, thing, this is what they should be working on. This looks great. Yes. Sure, yeah. The thing that's interesting to me about Witchfire, again, is 
they didn't back away from the Ethan Carter reference, right? Like, that's where they, they started. Yeah. And then they went into Painkiller and Bullet Storm. So, to me, like, it makes me wonder if we're going to get, like, a crazy Twitch-based shooter that also has this psychological horror story mixed Still in, in with there. it that's, like, mm-hmm. super good. I think good. it will. I think that's mm-hmm. what yeah. they want to make, yeah. And, like, that to me is pretty interesting, pretty exciting. Because a lot of times, you know, other than, like, Wolfenstein, like, you don't get shooters that have that much of a story behind okay. them. Damiani, are you willing to let this game be number four? Holy cow, this decision-making. Mm, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so which fire head of Valley of the Gods? Okay, all right. Uh, then we have GTFO, GTFO, Fade to Silence, and Vacation Simulator. Oh, fade to Silence is going to be next most important, right? Uh, I would, I'd put, I put GTFO on the bottom. I go a lowest. Yeah, yeah that yeah. would be number eight. Down to, uh, fade to Silence, then Vacation sure. Simulator, then uh, GTFO. Yeah, I think it's a funny title, and I think the team has a precedent. But like from what we saw, four guys go into a tunnel, scary stuff comes out. Also, one of the guys gets tagged. Yeah, the company's name is Ten Chambers, referencing ten people in the company, but then they only actually have eight people in the company, right? (laughs) Oh, come on. That's not fair to criticize. I don't know. It's just funny to me. This is a weird thing to bring up. Okay, so that brings our significance from the Game Awards game announcements to World War Z, GTFO, Fade to Silence, Vacation Simulator, In the Valley of Gods, Witchfire, Bayonetta 3, Soul Calibur 6, and number one, from software's new game, whatever that is. <laughs> Good stuff. Huh? Did you all hear that? Ooh. Sounds like it's podcast halftime! The following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of December. iKeyless. Since 2002, iKeyless has specialized in replacement automotive keys and remotes. They can save you up to 75% off of dealerships' prices. Visit their updated website at iKeyless.com and use promo code EZA at checkout for free shipping and an additional 17% off of your order. Brent Klaus. Brent Klaus is a 2D animator and illustrator specializing in motion graphics and art direction. He produces animated content for brands using bold colors, fun character animation, and will sneak in a video game reference wherever he can. You can find him and his work on Twitter at Brent Klaus. Critical Reviews. Do you enjoy podcasts about video games, movies, and TV shows? Do you like Twitch streams? Do you like reviews? Then you should watch Easy A. When you're all caught up on Easy A and need more content, check out Critical Reviews. Everything that makes Easy A great, but on a way smaller budget. <laughs> watch Jimmy Good, Joe Lever, and Thomas Yang talk about the pop culture you care about and host Jolly Game Streams. Join the Legion at Critical Reviews on YouTube, Twitch, and Patreon, and follow Go Critical on Twitter. Mango. JoJo Dentco, your friendly automotive dent repair expert. If you're currently an EZA patron and are in the Denver metropolitan area, tweet at Fastmower. If you would like to have your minor door dings repaired, free of charge. The Cartridge Club. At its core, the Cartridge Club is like a book club for gamers. Every month, you're invited to play along at your own pace, sharing your thoughts in the forums, and enjoying a wrap-up podcast with special guests selected from the community. It's a warm and welcoming place made up of content creators and gaming enthusiasts, and we want you to come join in the fun. Head over to cartridgeclub.org to find out more. Jigarbov Productions. 
Trying to think of a great gift for your loved one or child? Still playing Minecraft after all these years despite it being extremely old at this point? <laughs> Pick up some of the best Minecraft DLC on the Minecraft Marketplace by looking up stuff made by Jigarbov Productions. It's quality content and made with love just for you. Hogue Law, business law firm. Whether you're starting a business at level one, stuck fighting the dreaded fundraising boss, or finally cashing out with a well-earned high score, you need a good business lawyer at your side. Rick Hogue started Hogue Law to bring more than a decade of experience to companies like yours and is proud to support the allies. Check him out at hoeglaw.com. L. Thanis. Sweet Justice. A sound design company based in England that's worked on Battlefield, Mirror's Edge, Injustice 2, Call of Duty, Cuphead, and a load of indies. Check out their website at www.sweetjustice.audio. Scorn, an atmospheric horror adventure currently in development at Ebb Software, set in a nightmarish universe of odd forms and somber tapestry. Go to scorn-game.com for more information. All of these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you. So, before we get into PSX, I want to acknowledge a few more things that happened in the Game Awards. We just have to, I don't know, we don't have to talk about them for too long, but they were interesting. Uh, Death Stranding had an eight-minute trailer, and I just wanted your impressions on that pretty quick. Trailer is an interesting word. That was a trailer? Oh, totally a trailer. I don't know. It feels like more like, I mean, this goes for any, well, not any, but a lot of the Metal Gear trailers as well. It's like, this is more like a scene. Yeah, but we always call them trailers. Sure. Yeah. It was a scene. Classic Kojima. No, that's that's <laughs> a thing. This wasn't classic Kojima. It is Kojima at his best. Okay, I'll, I'll take this that. Is, this is classic Kojima in 2017. Yes. Kojima's come a long way. The Techno- new classic. Technology has come a long way. He's got the cutting. He's got Decima engine behind him now. Mm-hmm. He's got the, the star power. Got that Norman Reedus. Yep. Got a, uh, uh, that was the only one who appeared in this one, but yeah. he's also had Guillermo del Toro. Yep. There's also Mads other Mikkelsen. rumors. and Yes, yep. of course. This is, it is always a pleasure to see what Kojima comes up with. Yeah. It's like an event. Yeah. Really, we have really, not, you're hanging on every single moment. Like, yes. When we haven't <laughs> seen a shred of actual gameplay. There's like have. the third. Oh, yeah. Apparently, have? you see a little bit of him swimming forward, and that is actual gameplay. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little <laughs> bit of swimming forward. <laughs> okay. Shred. We have a okay, shred. Okay, we got a shred. Yeah. So we got a shred. That's about what I predicted, but yeah. only I said he would be walking forward. Yeah. <laughs> this is the third trailer now. Yeah. Of like incredible length, and only, I feel like only Kojima could do something like this. Only he can get away yeah. with this, this grand spectacle. But I don't want to, I don't want everyone to go away. I want this to keep happening. I'm looking forward to trailer number four. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, bring it on. It's hard to it's hard to predict what the game will be like. It's hard. I don't think so at all. Oh, whoa, James. I highly disagree oh. with that sentiment. Okay. Ooh. With people being like, we have three trailers and I don't know what the heck's going Expert on. Jones like, here. Clearly yeah, it's a stealth game. Clearly you have this scanner thing around you that spins in different ways. When it when it was clapping, that was one thing. That was like stuff's coming. It's close. It's when close. When it's here, yeah. now it's here. It's there. It's, yeah. it's you're actively following it along the ground. Mm-hmm. There was one point where it went into like a cross, where it went straight up to the side. I think that's like neutral. That right? means something. Yeah. 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 Um, so obviously this is going to be stealth. Obviously the fingerprints are going to be a deal. I would not be surprised if there's some hold your breath mechanic. That would be fascinating if it was like the grip mechanic in Shadow of the Colossus, where you're like 
oh, I hear it coming. And it's like, okay, well, you, you can't keep holding your breath. Like, you have to let that go at some point and take a breath in. And is that going to be something that triggers them? Are they, you know, uh, are you going to have to save people? Obviously, you're going to be carrying babies at some point. It's all we've seen people do. They're just carrying babies. We got, you know, Guillermo coming in and he's hiding him. He's obviously not a soldier. Mm-hmm. And then we have this one soldier who babies, the thing clouds up and then Norman has got to take it over. And then when he comes back at the end, it's like you can't see the baby inside anymore. So maybe something happened to it. I don't know. But obviously, there's some kind of sentientness going on between them. Uh, there's 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 tall talks. He talked about the stranding. See, these things have really long fingernails. Mm-hmm. You have the babies. You obviously have the umbilical cord connotations there. Um, but uh, and I, I I imagine they they show off the gear a lot in this last trailer. So you see the you see his outfit. You see his name is Porter. I'm assuming. Uh, they definitely like show that off big time. Yeah. I'd love to go back and freeze frame the door underwater. That was another big clue. This door floats by with a logo bridges. on it. Bridges, okay. And the logo is a spider web across the United States. Yeah. But and it spider all, webs but it and says, cracks it doesn't are say definitely United something States, that It says United Cities. Oh, interesting. Oh. So yeah, they're all, people have to live in cities, you yeah. know, to, so maybe that's like Guillermo's coming out of the, the, the battlefield and actually coming into a, a metropolitan area. Um, so I love it. I mean, it's, it's fascinating to me to try to piece all this stuff together. First trailer with narration. Um, yes. First trailer where we heard anybody speak. That's right. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think you put all of the stuff that he's given out together and you can certainly start to piece together the possibilities of a game. Yeah. Uh, and that's very exciting for me to do as a fan, as somebody who is, has never really hung on everything that Kojima's done over the years. I just appreciates him for making wacky it's stuff. Just, it's like it's like one of my favorite things. I just wish more people did this. It's just when I'm when I'm like two minutes into that presentation and there haven't there hasn't been a cut and the game is just breathing and we are living in its pace. You know what I mean? Uh, I just wish more games were willing to do that. And that might even be like most games don't start in an interesting way where the first two minutes would lend themselves to being a good trailer like this. But yeah, that's just that kind of thing where Jones, you're right, hanging in at every moment. And again, just having that be live, I think is just such a benefit yeah. to it. Having us all watch a baby give a thumbs up in Norman Reedus's throat <laughs> together, we're all shocked by that at the exact same moment. That's that's an event. That's so cool. Who's that guy that lands too? The guy that floats in the top and he does the we think that's right. the Metal Gear because yeah. he does the he does the quiet first. Yeah, he does the shush that he did in the other. Trailer. So it feels like but that, yeah. but he's he's not. Then he kind of flies away and leaves them there. So yeah, it's see on our side. So yeah, I don't know. He's got his own thing, but it's different tech. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, lots. To, yeah, very it's much spooky. When you're underwater and you see that giant thing oh, flying yeah. over in the sky, oh, and like you, the spider you see thing? these things just yeah. kind of barely flicker in the background, and oh, like so I love that as a horror fan, I love that. I love when you really got to look for things, and the you know the director, the editor is not like, "There's the scary thing right there." Yeah, love it. Yep. Uh, Zelda DLC, the Champions Ballad, had a shadow drop during the Game Awards. Yeah. Uh, right after, I guess uh, that was kind of interesting. A Nintendo shadow drop. A Nintendo yeah. shadow drop. Uh, Never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think this is really interesting just because they had said multiple times that it was coming this year, and then they but they never would commit. It's like, wait, what's going on? Like, yeah. what are you doing? It's, it's, it's oh, it's got to be delayed. It's coming out next year, and then oh, here it is. Yeah, forgot about it, didn't you? <laughs> oh, us? Yeah, we never forgot. We never forgot about the channel. I think a lot of people forgot about. Okay. It. I wasn't a huge fan of that trailer. I like the motorcycle announcement. I thought that was great. Love mm-hmm. the shadow drop. Yeah. It seemed like weird bits cut from the main game. Like, it seemed like 
remember those four heroes? And I'm like, yeah, didn't we already see that cutscene? Maybe, I don't know. Like, it just wasn't, it was tough for me to piece together. Like, what are we doing? Am I playing as them? Or yeah. I don't, like, I didn't have any questions answered from that thing. And I know I could go play it. I haven't had time. Right. I'll the, definitely be just, you know, devouring that over the holidays. But I would say the lackluster trailer is indicative of the lackluster DLC. I, that's what it feels like. That's, I think that's what's happening there. Yeah. Mm. yeah. We can talk uh, about that later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a Way Out uh, has a release date. And it's $30 on March 23rd. There's that March 23rd again. Uh, Nino Kuni. That's an easy choice, right? Uh, obviously, we got to play a way out, though. It looks really interesting. Uh, has a friend's pass is the one why I pulled it. Oh, yeah. Cool. That's a, that's Good cool announcement. announcement. Yeah. Joseph Ferris was there to announce the friend's pass. <laughs> Didn't quite get it out. <laughs> oh, uh, but the way this works... <laughs> Is uh, <laughs> is if one person buys the game and Jones, you want to play with me, split screen co-op online, you get to play for free. I give you my friend pass. You're playing for free. Very cool. Yeah. Can like you do it. that once or can you do that to multiple friends? Oh, I think you do that with one friend. Okay. Yeah. And uh, uh, this game expanded in a nice way. I thought I thought I could kind of tell what the story was going on before. Like one thing that I didn't necessarily want to see was like one character kind of gets reunited with his family, and I was like, "Oh, there's the ending, I guess." And they were like in a boat. They were like doing other. Cra- they were just in lots of weird they were, like, environments. Baseball at one. Point. I hadn't seen it before. Yeah. yeah. So it looks like this is a going to be a pretty crazy the adventure hospital, that they yeah. go on. So I think we were too overwhelmed with the antics on stage to actually pay attention to the trailer. Oh, I know. Shell shock. Yeah. 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 That was crazy. That was a uh, yeah, <laughs> an event, a live event. <laughs> Let's talk about PSX, another live event. We had the PlayStation Presents presentation. Now, PlayStation Presents presentation. This was, <laughs> they warned us. They said, hey, this is going to be low key, everybody. Yeah. Don't expect much. We still somehow expected too much. Here are our announcements uh, Firewall Zero Hour is a new PSVR game, PSVR exclusive from a studio called First Contact, who does VR stuff. This is a tactical first-person shooter, 4v4. Mm-hmm. We gave impressions. Check those out. Give me a quick one right now, though. Um, Better than it looks. Okay, because it showed very poorly in that trailer. <laughs> Did not show well. That was yeah. a bad trailer. Yeah, well, I mean, we were also sort of guided demos. You know, we had people in our squad that, like, knew exactly what was going on and were giving us commands, and, like, it is a game that requires coordination. And so, yeah, having that point person to, like, say, hey, we're we're going here. We're doing this, and like, it it makes the whole thing like feel better. Where Did you I, get to defend the house and attack the house? I I was only able to attack. Okay, cool. So, but I attacked twice. Rainbow Six style, yeah, that's kind of fun, right? To breach a house. But yeah, then you know, aim down sights just by putting the the aim controller up up close to your face. I forgot it was that thing. Yeah. yeah. And I heard from uh, good old Nick Plessas, who used to work with uh, back yeah. in game trailers, who just said uh, it's just it feels so good just to make that slight vision correction if you're aiming at oh, somebody yeah. in VR with that thing, you know. That, Plessis uh, approved. Uh, Plessis approved. Yeah, Ooh. he played with Huber, and then both of them really enjoyed it. So, and I think they were surprised. I don't think this is something that they would say rivals Rainbow Six or yeah. or, or a PUBG or something like that. But they were like that that tension there. Yeah, it's way but, too uh, small. To they like... were, it was better than they thought it would be. Sure. So. Uh, difficult game, I think, like that to advertise. I think this might be one of those bring the players more into it. Show me people having fun playing it, maybe mm-hmm. talking about their experiences, and not necessarily like, look at this, because it's like that environment does not look good. The lighting looks good, but like super dark and just very like hard to kind of see what they're shooting at. And yeah, and if, even if the, he, the UI in that trailer just looked so bad. Yeah, yeah, tough, basic, tough yeah. debut. But it's I guess that's kind of like what the VR market is. Is like, oh. It's, 
it's not bad. Yeah. So right. it's like we're playing games that are just like not bad because in VR they're so fun. A lot of VR felt that way at PSX where I was like, yeah. no, I'll try it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's sure. not a lot of, like, oh, I got it. I'm so excited to check this out. Yeah. I didn't bring Last Guardian VR because it's just like a, basically a demo. It's yeah. like you get that for free. Yeah. Uh, Medieval Remastered. Medieval is the next PlayStation 1 game getting a remastered release. It'll be 4K, fully remastered. More details soon. Nothing else for you. Here's a little flash of a face at the end of the trailer. Someone at our meetup said that it was a PSP game and not the PS1 game? Yeah, people are making uh, judgment calls about that. I don't know. Uh, like, I highly doubt it. Because well, I think what it was, it was remade for the PSP. And they're saying they're, like, they're just taking that code and reusing it from that there. That could be. Yeah, I mean, Perhaps the Rapper was remade for PSP. Yeah. And in this case, uh, no, I don't think anything was different from that version. I don't know, really? So we're thinking it's the PSP version. Yeah, essentially what they were saying is the same thing that they did with Parappa. Okay, all right. I am not excited for that. I think those are that is a quintessential PSX-type announcement. I think that's where you drop that kind of stuff, very specifically to the fans. Here's the difference, Jones. Last year at PSX, Parappa was announced, yeah. and you could play it right there at PSX. Right. It was not. More details soon. Correct. We didn't even see the game. So there are better ways to do it. And I thought it kind of lacked a little energy by the time he finally got, he's like, oh, and like unzipped his shirt. And everyone's like, what is that? And like, I I talked to some people. They're like, I knew what it was immediately. But like most of us didn't. And then Sean just kind of lacked energy when he actually like finally mentioned what it was. Yeah. And then they show the trailer. Like, I just thought. I thought that was weird. I think when you plan that, when weird you plan order. to unzip a shirt and reveal a new game, you expect uh, uproar. You expect yeah. every, you expect applause, you get standing ovation. I, just I don't, don't think that know that there's first. like that. There's not that big of an audience. Yeah, like even compared to Parappa. You yeah, know, it's, yeah. It's like who are the people that care about Sir Dan? I don't and, know. And it is a cool game, by the way. It's a cool game, but it's not Spyro. It's not the one that would have made <laughs> right, everybody right. go nuts. Uh, so yeah, that was cool. Uh, Jupiter and Mars. Yep. Is I just learned uh, PSVR and PS4. You're mm-hmm. playing uh, mm, I think you're as one dolphin, and then the other dolphins like you're also with you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Jupiter and Mars are the uh, titular dolphins. Uh, that is coming out Q2 2018. Dolphin game. Looks like you use echolocation. Mm. Like you go, and then you kind of fill out the map around you and things like that. Someone around me compared it to Res. Um, sure, I can get that. I don't actually. know if they were familiar with the development or so. I just heard the word Res pop up. Uh, yeah, from, I think from people were trying to catch what the heck it was. Um, when it was showing up, I feel bad for it though. I couldn't Why help do you feel it. Bad for I it? couldn't help it. Snicker when it first got announced because Why? it was because it, it's at that moment it was such a weird press conference or presentation mm. or whatever sure. that was that we watched. And so when they're they're announcing these new games, when you're like, okay, please, whatever this is, save this weird thing I'm watching, and it's like <laughs> dolphin swimming, just like yeah. no, that wasn't it. <laughs> like maybe this could be fun, but just in the, right now with the the mood of this room, uh, you know. Happy pink and purple Just dolphins the might not be the thing to that's going to win. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But but I love the concept of a VR game where it's just like gorgeousness just constantly flying at you. Like, yeah. Great. Yeah, I left out some things. You're not normal dolphins. You're like troned out uh, neon dolphins. In yeah. a post-apocalyptic ocean. Right. The, the and so like humans you're swimming are dead. by drowned subway like lines. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. Uh, finally, oh, this one wasn't announced at PSX, but it was announced over the course of the last week. Bridge Constructor Portal. Right. Now, this was a very interesting... Jones, have you seen the trailer for this? No. Oh, man. I've seen the trailer. I haven't seen too much gameplay of it, so I'm a little hazy on how it actually plays. So Bridge Constructor is a series that has previously existed. Uh, There's a portal version of it, like portal skin, and like, you know, there's... Hmm. there's, um, 
GLaDOS and everybody talking and things like that. And I mean, you just get bridge constructor plus uses of portals where a truck can drop in and then go over. Uh, did I say December 20th on that one that's coming out? I don't um, think you did. Cool. So it's coming out very soon. Uh, it's just funny. Funny because there was a rumor the day before, like, hey, I hear something portal is going to be announced tomorrow. <laughs> and so people assumed at the Game Awards there would be a portal announcement. And this happened instead. This was announced way before the Game Awards. wasn't a part of the Game Awards. And so I, kind of like what Jones, like you said, like it has this weight on its shoulders. Yeah, Bridge Constructor has been a series. People like Bridge Constructor games. However, we haven't seen a portal game in so long. And so for this to be the outlet for portal. Right. It had it had a negative reaction because poor Bridge Constructor is the only Portal game, I guess, besides Lego Dimensions, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and really also play. it's it just feels like a it's just like a very like slapped on product placement kind of a play. You know, it's like could be Bridge Constructor McDonald's edition or Coca Cola edition. You know, it's yes. just that kind of a vibe to it, even though they had uh, you know a kind of realized trailer. Fair, right. There's nothing innate to Bridge Constructor where it's like, oh, Portal really fits with this. I get what you're saying, Blood. I guess the testing, you know, Portal's about testing mm-hmm. and like you're, you're testing your bridges. But yeah, 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 I get what you're saying. It's one thing to put Shovel Knight in Ukulele. It's another thing to get like Ukulele Shovel Knight Edition. Yes. You're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it kind of feels like that. Yeah. And so yeah, that, that's that. Who knows if we'll ever get a, a true, hey, I hear there's a Portal thing going to get announced tomorrow. Like, you know, if that'll ever happen to like a real what, cool What company game. would uh, publish that if they did that? Um, Valve. Ah, so yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's now time for love and respect. Love, love and respect. respect. So, uh, you know what? Because we're talking about that PSX presentation, I want to do this question. Uh, here we go. This comes to us from Warren Blythe. Ahoy, allies. After the opening PSX presentation kind of flopped, I'm curious how you think they should have designed it. So I like this. So, you know, let's be positive. Uh, like, I think it would have been cool if they'd invited a gamer with top trophy count in a, in a hot game to talk with the developer of that title. Would feel like a reward for playing and make the trophy system feel like it has a point. Uh, they wouldn't have to worry about teasing new stuff because they'd focus on the rewards for what they've done. Plus, all those people on the couch felt like they were sharing inside jokes about boardroom delivery dates instead of connecting with the gamers in the audience. Here's another idea. You could send devs out to live theaters to talk to the audience near them. Or uh, you could put a lot more focus on indie games, which Sony seems to have steered away from. That last one I agree with immediately. Yes, there should have been more indie games uh, in that presentation. Sure, yeah. I mean, I think... Uh, yeah, as as I was kind of digesting things and, and all the feedback and stuff from, from that presentation, I think Sony's problem is that they they could have gone two different directions and they just kind of hit this, like, blob middle ground. Yes. Like, you, you could have had, you know, like past years where it's like, okay, this is going to be like a press conference and we're going to announce a lot of games, highlight a lot of games. Like you said, like, just even if the games aren't new, let's just celebrate all the games that are here at PSX. Show people mm-hmm. what they're going to get out there and play tomorrow. Like, get everyone yeah. hyped up. Um, or they could have done a nice, cozy chat and real comfortable, real relaxed. But, the like, instead they had everyone on couches that spread out to the far ends of the stage to where, you know, and, and they didn't really interact that well because they're so far away from each other you know like sean layton's all the way down on the other end while people are having a conversation he's trying to like 
get a word in edgewise once in a while and everyone else in the middle is just sort of sitting there yes and there's no reason for them to be on stage anymore um and so it's like if you want to if you wouldn't do that then then yeah like find some way to like yeah get greg miller in there earlier or get some other people in there to really break the ice get a even get a fireplace on that stage to just set a vibe you know it's just, <laughs> just yeah if you're gonna just hang out with the psx audience then hang out like all the way don't try to like throw here's a here's a couple of trailers because we know you're bored right now in the middle of it and then you know three hours later we're going to yeah, show you concrete jamming in six trailers in a row we there was a lot of moments i think this happened to almost all of us that went to psx where like a, a fan an ally someone came up to us and was like have you heard about this game we're like what they're like, yeah, there's this game that I played that is right up your alley. You should go play it. And it's like, I've never heard of that. They sure didn't announce that during the showcase, mm-hmm. you know, Friday night. And, like, you bring up a really excellent point, Blood, which is, like, that's definitely what that should be before you start that show. It's like, here's everything that you can see. Yeah. It's nice seeing that shadow of the Colossus statue that I could climb on top of. But, you know, that's definitely not going to be the best takeaway that I have from this show. I forgot they did that. They they actually showed, like, the boothy, like, taking yeah. Instagram photo here stuff in that presentation. It's kind of fun, but again, if you're doing that in games, place yeah, yeah. of yeah. announcing a lot of really cool independent games and a lot of really neat VR stuff, you know, yeah. that we possibly could have checked out. Um, yeah, I, I wonder, actually, if... Uh, I thought it was weird bringing people out in sequence... Like, I would have liked it if, like, everybody was out on stage. They literally were like, ladies and gentlemen, these eight people. And, like, they all came out and then all kind of talked about things. So you could have someone from Media Molecule commenting on the God of War game. Or you could have somebody from Guerrilla yeah. commenting on, you know, the, the paintbrush game. Because that's some of the game. best parts, right? When yeah. like, people are giving Corey crap about, like, releasing his game. You know, well, when is it coming out? Yeah. 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 But don't have a giant uh, model of the... Anaheim Convention Center and this huge opening with the stars and each the triangle and the X and the circle. Whoa, whoa, whoa buckle up, everybody. And then, no, no, this really isn't a big deal. And then yes. face of black, and like, oh, what's now? And then back, it's like, it's just us on the couch again. It's like, yes. stop, you know, like either yes. do the cozy vibe or do the show vibe, but don't wake me wait all day to get into the show, lining up outside the Anaheim Convention Center until eight in the morning to sit down for what I felt so bad because we we were sitting like right by the cameras that people just sprinted for that front row mm. and I just imagine these people like <gasps> just running and putting their stuff down like oh god I made it why are there couches what's going on <laughs> just like all of a sudden it starts to dawn on you like yeah. you just hustled you just gave up your Friday for next to nothing <laughs> Yeah. So I just think that after three PSXs, I can understand them coming out with the announcement of this won't be a big thing. But like it is Friday night. It is prime time. You did have a very big, crazy opening and then just whoom, the whole energy just bottomed out. Yeah. So I guess uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the immediate counter argument to showing more indie games is that it would be old trailers and maybe necessarily a lot of those games haven't don't have good trailers yet so how do we demonstrate that in in our stage show in our cozy stage show i think we should go cozy direction um how do we demonstrate those indie games that don't have trailers yet or don't have new trailers to show don't like don't you think the comments will hit us hard for showing old trailers i mean if sony's gonna be putting on the show then invest some money in highlighting these things that these companies can't afford to make on their own Mm. you know like even if it has to be some kind of a you know series of montages where you're not just focusing on one game for a minute and a half it's yeah you still like i I think that's the thing is like show people what they can go out and play because even like the map they're like I, i like some of the things they do with the app where you like go around and get rewards and stuff like that on the show floor but the map is just so freaking useless on that it like 
I've just got a like a black space full of like different colored boxes, and I can't tell what any of it is except for first party stuff. And I have to like, you know, click. Okay, this box is that. Okay, click. This box is that. You know, and just yeah, I get. I'd be much better served just walking around and looking. You know what? I thought of a contradiction already that was really good. It's a really good uh, model to look at was the Nintendo Nindies presentation. Mm. So this is directly comparable is that a bunch of those games had been announced already and did have things out there. But Nintendo did kind of they weren't trailers, but it was describing each game. Yeah. And, and what Gameplay's the game's about. Fine. Yes. Just super boring gameplay just to show that off and, and showcase stuff. Yeah. Also, I saw a lot of people, again, we don't have this experience because we're lucky enough to set up a lot of these appointments and, and, and you know, go behind closed doors right. with these people, that I saw a lot of people just screaming, especially when I went on my lunch break. I walk out into, like, the, the communal lunch area by, like, the food trucks, and it's just people screaming all around me, being like, like, one guy screamed, and then, like, eight other people around them were like, I know, right? Like, is the same thing happened to them, where they were trying to book something, and they're refreshing the page over and over again, and then it's just like, yeah, it's booked, it's gone. And they're like, I've all I've been doing is staring at my phone for the last 30 minutes, yeah. just constantly refreshing. And it would be nice if, like, they mentioned something in the, the Friday night thing about, like, uh, if you don't know, here's how this goes. You need your app. Here's how this is going to work. You know, communicating, like, Even this is Even though there's how... a bunch of people watching on Twitch, they don't... That's not relevant to them. Um, or maybe do it at the end. Yeah, maybe, like, right at the end of the presentation, just kind of, like, a quick... Oh, sure. A quick bit of information. Yeah. You know, but hearing that from them instead of just, like, eh, good luck, you know, yeah. that was... Yeah, and uh, the app was also There's a really, lot to know about how that show works. And they didn't it was talk really about finicky it. with just like the phone signal. Like, I was having trouble connecting to things until I actually went on the convention center Wi-Fi. Hey, hey, we're not we're not trying to critique the the <laughs> event right now. We're just doing I'm just saying the opening like, ceremony this, this thing. Is, yeah, this is. I mean, but it's all part of it. Damiani, real quick before we move on, what's your ideal opening ceremony for PSX? I mean, my ideal. I mean, I just want to say I, I think the biggest mistake they did was actually live streaming in this. I don't. I don't think what they showed. It would have gone over better if it was just for the people in the audience, and there was no Twitch stream for it. Yeah. And it, it made it a little bit more intimate, where like audience questions, like, "Hey, uh, so yeah, we've got uh, Media Molecule up on stage. Just showed you off Dreams' new trailer and stuff. They do like maybe that like a presentation with it, and then like maybe take one or two audience questions. It should have been more like a Comic Con panel." Or a GDC panel. I, I say more Comic Con because, like, I think of Hall H, big thing where it's a big spectacle for people who are there. It's not live streamed. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the stuff is now, but it's not meant to be really be live streamed. It's more for the participants there. They have like the participant Q and A. That's if that's the direction they were going, they should have just like gone all out for that and made it about the people who were just there at the show. And not worried about like streaming it to Twitch. Just be like, yeah, Comic Con style. Yeah, just be like, we really, there's nothing worth like getting excited over here. This is sure. This is more about getting gaming access to these developers rather than announcements. I and think that's good too. Yeah. Just be like, sorry, there's no. We, if we're not going, we're not streaming it because it's not stream worthy. Boy, that Detroit demo sure fizzled, didn't it? No, because it didn't play like until dawn. It wasn't a decision making thing. There were like. Eight decisions. Oh, do you mean the idea of having demo. the audience shout at them? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. I think and it was, it was good the demo we'd seen a billion times already. And it did stink. It was the first thing they ever showed of the game. Yeah. But, like, uh, uh, I think it was cool to do a live demo of that game. Now everybody knows how that game plays. Sure. But, yeah. It, it, I mean, that, that trailer demonstrated all of the things that we saw live, you know, just in a truncated version of that. I want to do one more real quick. And this one's nice because it's just heaping praise on a company that doesn't get a lot of praise. Here we go. Love and respect. Hey, allies. Just wanted to give some love and respect out to Capcom. 
I know it's the edgy thing nowadays to trash the company. <laughs> yes, I admit their communication sucks, and they do appear out of touch with their audience at times, and they did single-handedly destroy one IP this year due to their incompetence. RIP Marvel versus Capcom. I disagree, but I'll continue. But, sorry, that was me. That was me interjecting. But they're still here and making games. This weekend, they had the number one and number two most viewed games on Twitch with Monster Hunter World and Street Fighter V. Hmm. In fact, Street Fighter had over 100,000 viewers on Saturday and Sunday for Capcom Cup, which is unheard of for a fighting game. Also, with Sakura and Sagat being announced, plus the Arcade Edition coming out next month, Street Fighter V is stronger than ever right now. So my question is, can 2018 be Capcom's great redemption? And if not... Can they announce what can they announce next year that would make you change your mind? They've got Monster Hunter World, Street Fighter Five Arcade Edition, Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Edition. We yep. didn't even talk about that yep. uh, with new content, the first 12 games and online play. Uh, by the way, let's just talk about it real quick. That was announced. Uh, same people who made um, the Disney Afternoon Collection. Same studios okay. working on this. And yeah, it's 12 Street Fighter. It's arcade versions of 12 Street Fighter games. Basically, Street Fighter 1, which we've never really been able to play, right? Uh, All the way up to Street Fighter uh, 3, Third Strike. Okay, moving on. Mega Man 11, an almost certain announcement for a new Devil May Cry and probably some type of Resident Evil game. Well, Resident Evil 2 remake. I'm obviously hoping for Dragon's Dogma 3, but it would be nice to hear your opinions, love, and respect. Suiko's Shining Force 2. I just want to say the the Street Fighter Five, uh, the stuff they did at Capcom Cup yes. this past weekend. What they do? So, uh, Capcom has not had the best luck with leaks. Pretty much their roster always leaks yes. for for everything. Uh-huh. Season three of the roster has been mostly leaked for a long time now. Yes, everyone knew Sakura and Sagat were coming to Street Fighter Five. So what they did is they showed off the Sakura trailer, and everyone's yep. like, "Oh, okay, okay, nice trailer. Good, she, yeah, she, nice looks, trailer. she looks, she looks good. Okay. First character of season three. Yeah, that's nice." So what they did instead, the very next thing they decided to do is like, "We got one more surprise for you." They, they like, we know you know all the roster, so why hide it anymore? Instead of doing the slow trickle, I'm sure they'll have the character specific trailers going uh-huh. forward, uh, just to show off more of those each individual characters. They straight up released. A brand new CG animated intro for Street Fighter V Arcade Edition. It's great. It's like the opening. And like, there's even a shot at one point where like Chun Li does a close up where she's putting lipstick on. You see her, it's like poking fun kind of at the Marvel vs. Capcom (laughs) Infinite Chun Li. I don't think that's what that was about. I don't think that's what it was about. I mean, it's not, but at the same time, I think it's like, look how good. Look how good this looks. Yeah. Yeah. It there was a budget behind this, Mm -hmm. and not only did it look great, it showcased all the brand new characters. And just in case you had any doubt who they were, at the very end they put up a slide with each of the characters' names and portfolio. Whereas normally they'd be silhouettes. (laughs) Yes. For season one, season two, they'd be silhouettes. We're not telling you who we're going to get this year. And then so season three, here's everybody. By them doing that, by putting a lot of budget into the opening... Of what else, some people might have been like, oh, ooh, arcade edition, another another you know version of a Street Fighter game, whoop de doo, and by realizing that in this day and age, if something leaks, just just jump on it, you, you release that info, like it's don't a total don't, Jones thing. don't yeah. try and sit yeah. on it for months thinking yeah. it's still a secret. Yep, seeing them embrace that as like that's a sign they might be changing a little bit. That, that that's a good thing for them. So regarding some of the other games listed there, I hope. And I believe they're going to apply this to Marvel's Capcom Infinite as well. 
when they get into the, the next season for that, the new character add-ons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I hope that they will give it the same kind of treatment because these games, when developers show that they care about them and try and make them better and actually are receptive to the, the, the community's feedback on them, they can still find success after stumbling out of the gates, which a lot of people would argue Street Fighter Five did. Yes. And to an extent, I know you like it, but like Marvel's Capcom Infinite. Yeah. Marvel fell it. flat out of the gate, let's yeah. be honest. It didn't yeah. even stumble. It just oh, yeah. fell on its face. So yes. there, there's some hope, especially yeah. if this Disney Fox deal goes through, then all the Marvel... All They're the, coming. All the, the X-Men, X-Men, all the X-Men <laughs> can come They're and coming. save the day. I mean, if we talk about leaks, they've all come true. X-Men are coming to Marvel. Uh I guess like they mentioned, Devil May Cry, uh, new Devil May Cry. It's a lock. Devil May Cry that's five gonna, is a lock. That's gonna happen. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if they even need like another big announcement like Dragon's Dogma. If like they have the arcade edition release goes well, yep. they announce like a revamp of Marvel's Capcom Infinite. Mega they Man have 11. they have Mega Man Eleven. They yeah. have Devil May Cry confirmed. That Street Fighter arcade point. collection is really cool. They have their arcade collection, yep. which is also gonna be on Switch, which means it'll sell like a million copies. Sure, a lot of copies. Uh, uh, PC as well, though, which is really cool. That that too. I mean, that that's a big deal because not only is it, Kyle was saying some of those games like are like Street Fighter One, uh, four of them are getting online play. They're all like Capcom's claiming they're all arcade perfect ports. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Super Street Fighter Two Turbo, Third Strike Alpha Three, and another Street Fighter Two version. I know. It's, uh... Oh, you did say Third Strike. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So there's two Street Fighter 2s that are going online. Hyper Fighting, I think. It's Super Sure 2 Turbo and maybe Street, Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting, I think, is okay. the other one. It's honestly yeah. hard for me to differentiate yeah. all the Street Fighter 2s. Four, four of them yeah. are getting online play, uh, which is also like a big deal. So Because Third Strike, specifically, huge, really popular game with the some of the, the I would say the hardcore fighting game community, especially hardcore Street Fighter fans. Uh, it's currently only 360 PS3, last generation. You can't play it on current gen consoles. So it's mm. this like, nope, now you can. Here we're still supporting it. Mm-hmm. So they're, I think they're doing a pretty good job on, on that front. Um, but Resident Evil, I think RE2 remake just finally showing off that trailer. Yeah, I saw the year. Someone not be a CG thing. Yeah, cannot, you, yeah. you got to show gameplay right away. Oh yeah, you cannot do some weird tease. Yeah, that'll, I, th- I think oh, if RE2 remake comes off. out next year, that's like Capcom. You did it. You or just yeah. showing yeah, yeah, yeah. off like a real trailer gameplay finally yeah. confirming. Here's what's gonna look like. The mystery's yeah. over. Yeah, yeah. But there's so bail. many wins there. It's like RE2 is so popular. Yeah. RE1 remake was mm-hmm. was such a huge hit. Resident Evil right now is back. You yes. know, like it's been really great. The DLC has been great. Curious to see what Not a Hero's like. Yeah, uh, but I think that was, looks like a very fascinating continuation of the story. Looks like catching up some characters that were just kind of left uh, left behind. I think uh, you know when credits finally rolled on RE7. So just this is it. You're not gonna, you know. I don't know when else you would want, you know, what, what other position you want Resident Evil to be in other than now. Yeah. You know, to finally deliver that. Um, and we're primed, baby. And it'll make Huber happy. <laughs> we don't know actually. He he could be. We could all love it, and he's like, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he, he could easily <laughs> be, be upset great. by Resident Evil remake too. All right, blood. What do you think, real quick? Do you do you think Capcom's gonna have a good year in 2018? Uh, yeah. Except for deep down, uh, huh. that's not gonna hit very well at all. Uh, people are gonna get real upset with the microtransactions on that game. Um, but uh, <laughs> wait, do you know something, or is you making a joke? I'm making it. Well, it's supposed to be a free to play thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you're right. It is gonna be awful, isn't it? <laughs> with microtransaction wise, with like randomly yeah. generated dungeons. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we don't know what the heck's happening with that game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Resident Evil Two. Uh, I'm curious to see what w- 
direction they'll go with it. Like, if they actually do the full-on, like, RE remake style, like, when we see that game, we're not going to know it's CG or not until somebody, like, actually starts shooting at a zombie. Uh, rumor has it's third person. Rumors I trust, you know. The but, I mean, that, it's already third dump. person. Like, what do you mean? Oh, like, third person camera, like, moving along with the character. Oh, okay. So you mean over the shoulder com- camera, yeah, like yeah, the old yeah. and stuff. I don't think okay. I don't think it'll be a like remake style with a pre-rendered, sweet, sweet, sweet backgrounds. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, so you got to we'll, sell a game. Yeah, though. we'll you see. But even, even yeah. so, like because of yeah, because of the way that game is designed, if they keep it close, like it'll be so close in that they'll still have a lot of budget for a lot of detail. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, I think sentiment for Capcom is, is actually pretty high right now. Announce a Mega Man game and miracles Hopeful. happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopeful. You're right. Yes. 2018 could be very good. Possibilities. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, Legends 3 is happening? Like, <laughs> yes, then I'm in love. But, like, still, like, I'm, I'm very proud of what the company's done uh, these last few months and will do in 2018. That's it. That's it for love and respect. It is now time for Or Wars. Or Wars is turning around. Naughty H. Young was kind to us last week. Uh, she's the podcast reviewer for the LA Times. Of course. Uh, uh, she said it was slightly less annoying. Okay. Yeah, and so I'm going to try to do the intro exactly as I did last week. All right. Uh, here we go. Swing, swing, swing from the tangles of my heart is crushed by the or wars. Now, or wars. Oh, <laughs> that was part of it. Exactly. Yes. Uh, Damiani, you're gonna go first. I'm gonna All give right. you two things, and you need to tell me which one. Okay. All right. Death Stranding baby or Link's motorcycle. Death Stranding's baby. Why? Because thumbs up are cute. Okay. Uh, Daniel Budworth, Death Stranding baby or Link's motorcycle. Oh, it's gotta be a Death Stranding baby. Why? I mean, it saves you from dimensional peril. I mean, you need that thing. <laughs> Jones? Uh, Death Stranding baby. Uh, I want to protect it, whereas I just want to run that motorcycle into the mud. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting, this panel's getting too good at Horror Wars. Okay. <laughs> uh, PSX opening show in 2018 or Sony's Paris Games Week show in 2018? <laughs> Daniel Budworth, you're first on this one. Oh. I'm going to go with PSX because I feel like they're just, uh, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, this year, yeah, okay, we, we, we did you last year. We'll, we'll do uh, the other thing this year. Yeah. Okay. I think they're just going to keep, I think they're just gonna keep shifting things around based on what negative reaction they've had. Brandon Jones. PSX, lots to learn. <laughs> Michael Damiani. PSX. We'll finally learn out what that new From Software game is, because <laughs> it'll be 12 months. Okay, and our final, Jones, you'll start with this one. Jack Black and New Jumanji, or Bubsy? Jack Black and New Jumanji, uh, Tim Shaver joke, very appreciated at the Game Awards. Michael Damiani? Bubsy, because cats are cuter than Jack Black. <laughs> and Daniel Bloodworth? Um. Yeah, Jack Black because I still don't get the Bubsy play. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's not fair. Bold. Bold. Okay. 
I still don't get the Bubsy play. All right, how do I calculate this? I gotta admit, you're all very good at the Aura Wars this week. Or Wars. Yes. Uh, <laughs> fine. Blood, you got it. Nice. You got it for the emphasis. Uh, but I will say that everyone accrued a ton of points this week. Jones, Damiani, great work in the Aura Wars. Daniel Bloodworth is our Aura Wars champion. Swing, swing, swing from the tangles of my heart is crushed by the Aura Wars. Aura Wars. <laughs> Now, uh, let me tell you about patreon.com slash easy allies. <laughs> that, is, that is where uh, the easy allies exist. That's where we uh, are allowed to exist. We exist because of patreon.com slash easy allies. That's where our Death Stranding babies are. They're, yeah. they're on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> just 6,000 of them every yeah. month. Just <laughs> um, <laughs> That's uh, it's a cool website to check out if you're curious about what we do and how we do it and how you might be able to help us and how we might be able to help you. Uh, for instance, people who give $5 or more a month to our Patreon uh, get this podcast on Wednesdays as opposed to Fridays. And uh, those people also can submit to the Love and Respect segment. And that's how I get all those uh, questions and topics and games. Cool. Uh How'd you do on your goal this week, Damiani, of talking in a radio voice at some point? Not really. Did you forget about it? <laughs> kind of. Are you saying that very far away from the microphone right now? Yes. Okay, yeah. all right. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Bloodworth, how'd you do on your goal of talking about your? I, 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 well, I said a reference to yes. your. Yeah, yeah and, it, and that's, yeah, I just did it three times there, so. Oh, or Wars was a reference to your? Yeah, because in the opening song, uh-huh. when the like credits are rolling. Yeah. Like, there's that chant in the background, and I'm pretty sure it's saying yours world, but it's, like, so indistinct that, like, it could be just any oh, oh that you could come up with. So, so it could have been or Wars. It's yeah. or Wars, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's predicting or, the or Wars. All right. It's predicting the or Wars. <laughs> Jones, how did you do on your goal? Oh, sorry, what was your goal To again? not spoil the PSX betting special results show. I think you nailed it. I did it, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I did not have a single Scrooge moment in this entire podcast. I was dying. There were several times where I wanted to have a Scrooge moment, but I think I did okay. We're getting closer to that magical day, though, this month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to Scrooge out eventually. Just a matter of time. Uh, Now it's time to bring back a very old segment. Damiani, what's in your mug? He's reaching into his mug and pulling out. Very slowly. What? Ooh. Damiani, this is a USB drive from Final Fantasy XIV. The reason I know that is because you've already taken that out of your mug before. Have I? Yes. No. I think he has. No, I you totally have. have. Look, no, so we revive a long no. dead segment. How's that possible? And you do you take out this thing that you've already taken out of a mug before? How's that possible? I'm I killing the segment again. Oh, it's I dead. Got, I got this this year. You got that this year? Yeah, we haven't done this this you've year. You've definitely taken that Final Fantasy fourteen no. keychain USB drive out of a mug before. Chat, um, let me know. Let I, me have, know. I have another one. Time I feel cheated. This one. I feel cheated by this. It's not this one. It's identical. It's the exact same thing. <laughs> so if you if you feel cheated at home, you should know this is a, this is not the identical USB drive. It's just one that looks identical, but it is actually a different USB drive that was in Damiani's mug. You wanted to do the bit. I blame you. Yeah, this is on me. <laughs> this is on me. <laughs> it's back in the mug. Next time. <laughs> Next time. Okay, uh, Daniel Bloodworth, because you won the Or Wars with your chance. Like, everyone had great arguments this week, but the chance really put him over the edge. 
you get the right and responsibility to share your Twitter handle with the world. You get to uh, promote any Easy Eyes video you would like to promote to promote you get to uh you get to sign off with your trademark sign off but you also get the final word on anything you've disagreed with want to reiterate or just thought of in this very moment take it away daniel bloodworth uh yeah my uh twitter handle is at d bloodworth two um and uh for video uh yeah check out my uh need for speed payback review uh, even if you don't enjoy racing games very often, uh, I think you will enjoy this video. Uh, Ian did a great job uh, putting it together. It is got its funny moments for sure. Uh, so yeah, it's it's pretty good, pretty good watch. Uh, for my Blood, f- what's I, up? I'm impressed by how ruthless you were in this review. Oh sure, yeah. Like sometimes, I mean, we don't. I mean, I don't want to kill the suspense too much, but it's a bad review. <laughs> right. A good review of a bad game. It's a good review of a bad game. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, Nadia H. Young, is, is she's harsh but fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Blood, you are harsh but fair to this game. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I said, you know, there's, there's still you can still have fun driving around in this game. Yeah. Just, there's a lot of things in the game that won't let you drive around in it. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, for my final word, um, something that uh, I thought of uh, when you mentioned that Soul Calibur Six is on Unreal Engine... Uh, and then bring up is uh, that uh, EA should also think about using the Unreal Engine because they keep putting games on the frostbite uh, and the teams have to apparently reinvent the code in order to get these games to work and then they don't turn out to be uh, what people are expecting out of these franchises or, as in the case of the Star Wars game, get outright cancelled altogether. So, uh, you... I, I don't know if that's trying to save money or if that's trying to be, you know, like really proud of the achievements of the Frostbite with Battlefield. Uh, but it doesn't seem to be a fit all, uh, fit all every case. So, yeah. Uh, we will see you before the next Blood Moon Rises. Enjoying these microtransactions.